Welcome to episode five of Customers Also Watched. I'm Erica, <laughs> and my guests this week are Alan. Hello. And Cassidy. Oh, hello. <laughs> so last episode, I reviewed Don't Go in the House. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of how you'd normally treat a house, in, in my experience. <laughs> well, we, I had a very extensive lesson from my friend Rebecca about how to survive all 50-ish of the horror movies that start with the word don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if you missed that, uh, go back and uh, take a listen to episode four. I'm surprised there's only 50, because there's more than 50 things you shouldn't do, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... Like, there's not a movie that is like, don't have sex, which is like... Let's make that movie. movie. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. That's the movie not? I was born to make. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know there was, there's probably definitely more than 50. Those were the only ones that I found very easily on a quick list cool. on IMDb. Cool. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't, and I actually, there's quite a few that are doubles and remakes. Oh, so. uh, I could see that. But yeah, so there's quite a few, so I gave a quick lesson on that. But from the customers also watch list from that movie on Amazon Prime, I picked today's movie, which is 1987's Funland. Boy, was it fun. It was really fun. I've never seen a land so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so it was directed by uh, Michael A. Simpson, who also did Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. You know, when I when I read that before watching this movie, I thought, okay, cool. Like, I know what I'm getting into. It's going to be a bad, <laughs> bad horror movie. You didn't know you'd get the most unique piece of cinema I've seen in at least a month? I mean, ugh, we'll get into it. I saw Saving <laughs> Christmas within the last month. We did. Actually, that's a more unique piece. Anyway, off topic. But. Uh, that's, that's a whole, whole episode into of itself and the whole Kirk Cameron universe. Oh, man. It's the most yeah. strangely structured film of all time. I'm pretty convinced yeah. he's a serial killer. Like, I it just, yeah. I, I'm also allegedly. pretty sure, allegedly, <laughs> that allegedly he was also drinking what was clearly fake cocoa out of an empty mug, yeah. <laughs> which was terrifying. Yeah. He's, yeah, he does have the look of one. That's for damn sure. <laughs> but he is thankfully not in this movie. No, not at all. There are a few recognizable faces in this movie. One of them being Jan Hooks from SNL, who she's not credited. Like when I picked the movie, it's only got like three people listed. Yeah. She wasn't one of them, surprisingly. Um, the main one who is listed is David Lander, who was also probably best known as Squiggy in Laverne and Shirley. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess Marla Maples, Trump's ex-wife, is in this too. I missed her. I wasn't looking for her though, so I don't know. And I, yeah, so that's it as far as, like, people in this movie. And I guess, like, I didn't know who David Lander was until after the fact. I never watched Lerner and Shirley, and the name didn't ring any bells for me. His performance really did it for me in this film, though. Yeah, like, I think if I had <laughs> known who he was, then I might have um, suspected a little bit more, like, oh, this isn't going to be a slasher film because no. <laughs> when I picked it, it's like this like black poster menacing clown and the description of it is like makes me think like, oh, this clown got fired and so now he's going to go it's, on a murderous rampage. It's yeah. very clear that it came out of the exploitation cinema world where, you know, the whole art is tricking people into seeing the movie yeah. by thinking it's a different movie than it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen it twice, and when we originally I originally watched it, I was in high school, and I remember picking it because I was like, 
that clown's looking at that roller coaster like he's gonna fuck it. <laughs> so sure. That, so that's, that's where not I thought the plot of the. That's film where I thought it was gonna go. He's the most chaste character in a film full of perverts. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I definitely got duped by this poster and Amazon, and I'm a little bitter about it, but. Um, <laughs> I went in blind and I'm thrilled with Sorry. the experience I had. <laughs> I mean, every movie in the customers also watch list was a horror movie. Like I was familiar with mm-hmm. most, if not all of them, except for that one. And it's in this list. And so I figure I have it a horror movie. the algorithm, you know, don't feel bad about it fooling you too. Yeah, I guess. So, but that now. That poster uh, did what it was meant to do. I know. <laughs> I want the, I want those 90 minutes of my life back though. <laughs> I would like, um, to give 15 of those minutes back and retain 75 or so. Yeah, there's way okay. too much stock footage. And like B-roll. <laughs> like yeah. the center part. <laughs> and I was like, this is about to get nuts. And, you know, because there's an animated puppet. And Alan was like, oh, when is this going to end? And I, I was on like, it in the second dude, act for you got to yeah. hang out for a second. It got me back, though. Acts one and three, man. What, what a ride. Yeah. Um... So I'm not going to go through what the the plot of it is. Uh, instead, I'm just going to play... If you fully followed the plot, I I salute you. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty... I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but just, like, as an overall plot, I'm not going to go through it because, like, the trailer... The only trailer that I found for it, and I don't even think it's an official trailer because it had, like, an unidentified language subtitle. Nice. So I don't even know. But anyway, I'm just going to play the trailer for you, and that will basically tell you what the plot is. Welcome to Bobland. Thank you, and here's your Funland discount card. This year's comedy that's outrageous in every way. Have a good day. Don't worry about locking your keys in the car. Funland security will be glad to help. You'll meet the whole crew of Funland. Welcome to Funland. And even get a cultural education. Please, Mega Brainer, your balls are history. What's good today? But when you meet Bruce Berger. We got fresh hot burgers for apple pie. It's fun. It's fun. We'll all be chumps. Coffee with donuts. You can't slam dunk. You'll know you've met a very unusual clown. Bruce Parker doesn't see life the way most of us do. Because at Funland, fun can be very dangerous. If they take this park away from me, it will be over my dead body. (laughs) So the mob killed Angus, took over his park. Now it's time for Bruce to take it back. The body, that of Angus Perry, owner and operator of Funland, dead. Our beloved father of Funland, has bought himself a season ticket on God's roller coaster. What are you going to do? Save the park. But how? Sabotage. Sabotage the grand opening. That'll show him. It's 
time to bring Funland to its knees. I don't think the boys and girls will like it one bit. I don't think the boys and girls will like it one bit if you blow him away. Then, screw him. Funland, where a clown can get away with murder. New from Double Helix Films. Okay, so yeah, that's basically the summary of Funland. Mm-hmm. Um, so much fun. Yeah. If you want to watch this movie, I don't know why, but if you do, <laughs> um, I encourage you to. You will need alcohol. So it won't hurt. Um, it will. <laughs> You will need it. <laughs> like, it's required. Um, so we want to give you a drinking game. So, Cassidy, you said you had some thoughts about that. Yes. Oh, man, I have a list. Um, number one, every time the puppet talks. Every time. Uh, an addendum to that game is every time you see the clown's mouth move when the puppet talks would also um, be a, a variation of that. Um Every time you see what you're pretty sure is stock footage yeah. is also a good game. I was going to propose um, that stock footage or B-roll of the park with no characters from the film in it. <laughs> every time you wonder what the plot of the movie is. <laughs> um, every time you wonder um, when it's actually going to start. And um, also how many times they thought they should fire their makeup artist. I think would also be a good okay. game. There, there's also a lot of times when, because the movie seems to uh, change its mind a few <laughs> times about whether it is or is not doing a form of like, like satirical social critique. So I would propose as well, perhaps a game where you drink every time something that's like staggeringly racist or homophobic <laughs> happens, but you're not honestly sure whether they like what their argument was when they staged that. Like, I'm not clear what the message behind was that supposed to ref- hold a mirror up to society, you know, yeah. or was that supposed to to be like, ha ha, look at look at these guys in the watermelon stand, you know? Yeah. Like, I, it was not clear to me what this film's agenda was. Yeah, a few I times. definitely have some thoughts about the. Punctuated bad taste moments <laughs> in this film. Um, oh, you got a lot then. <laughs> yeah. So there's some ideas for a drinking game for you. So every time the puppet talks, every time you see Bruce Berger, the clown, his mouth moving um, while he's trying to make the puppet talk. Oh. Probably anytime you say what out loud, because I said that, like, so when you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. <laughs> every, or if the plot's going to, is like, when is the movie going to start? <laughs> There's a thing that happens a lot in this movie where one character is speaking for a long time and other people are conscious, like other actors are conscious that they're on camera. So it's like a high school play where they feel like they have to be doing like emotionally resonant <laughs> business. So like you, like the scene as presented starts escalating in emotional intensity just because the people behind the person who's talking are like shaking with rage for like a minute and a half because they feel like they, it's like their whole body is what do I do with my hands on camera, you know? And they're just you like, this will be the movie that makes my career. You paid much closer attention to this movie than I did because I... <laughs> I mean, honestly, after opening credits, I was already mad at the movie. Oh, see, I said to Cass, I was like, these opening credits are really starting me off loving this thing. (laughs) I was like, I am in. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, the opening opening credits is this, like, upbeat pop music. (laughs) 
And so I was like, the movie I, has a tone problem. Would you agree? I was immediately, I was immediately confused. Like I was like, I literally said, "Huh?" out loud. I was like, "Is this a fucking horror movie or not?" I was, I was mad. I asked myself that as the end credits rolled. Yeah, yeah. So there's like the opening credits with that music, and then it starts with the secretary Jan Hooks from SNL, and <laughs> she's sitting at a desk and. She's sort of like, I guess there's a bunch of people in the waiting room with her and she's listing off jobs that are available so that all the applicants know like what they should apply for. She does not perform very well in that scene. No. She, it, ooh. Yeah. She's <laughs> not, she's not, I mean, honestly, I, I can't really give it to anybody in this movie, so. <laughs> that clown was my friend, but you know. <sighs> his, his, oh man, I, oh, I mean, I wouldn't call any of the acting good, but. Yeah. It, it was memorable. <laughs> Yeah, I I'll give it that. Remember it. Yeah. yeah, I'm never going to forget it. It's burned into my brain. <laughs> I I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a serious palate cleanser after this after this movie. But so she's reading off all these job titles, and here's where I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like I know what this is gonna be now, and this is within like the first couple of minutes. So she lists off a couple of jobs um, for the theme park. One is a uh, lard courier. One is a scum scraper, and the <laughs> other is customer regurgitation brigade. And so Gross. here's where I was like, okay, maybe this is gonna be like a trauma film, and maybe it's just gonna go like so far over the top. There were with moments the gore. of that, or not the gore. Never mind. Not the gore. Not gore. But with the trying the surrealism, to, surrealism, and trying to offend. Yeah. But what they didn't do is like because they just throw in like a bunch of like dumb jokes like mm-hmm. did you guys notice like that welcome sign like the welcome the american council um oh, rectal rectal surgical supplies yes. it, was, it was on recticles council on surgical sol- suppliers i screamed at the screen why that preposition <laughs> it was, it it's like they're a medic council that rules on what the what those suppliers can and cannot be, not a council uh, of them. So or, it's very confusing. Or what to is me. determined to be a rectal cervical surgical yeah. supply. <laughs> so that was one of them. And then there was like, there's, it's just, the whole movie is just punctuated by these gags. Like when the cop shoots out the window of the person. <laughs> Someone locked their keys in their car. <laughs> and their solution is, I'm going to shoot. Get her back there. <laughs> you guys actually think this is funny. Oh, my God. Well, I, I eat trash for dinner, you know? Yeah, we're trash boys. I've watched Showgirls enough times to sincerely appreciate yeah. it for I what guess. it is. My problem with it, though, is like, it's just, it's so... It's trying so hard with these super low effort jokes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's what else is there? There's like the the cafeteria rap, and then like uh, when he's ha- like hallucinating in the cafeteria, and there's like this woman in like bondage gear. Well, that was just thrown in, you know, a little something for for the fellows in the crowd. I guess. <laughs> I mean, Man, the burgers in that cafeteria scene make me want Wendy's every time I think about the movie. Well, they're pizza burgers. They're not. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so, it thinks it's doing a critique of, of like like yeah. '80s corporatism sometimes, but then like 
I don't know. Can we discuss the mafia man? Who, yeah. Oh it's my important. god. So <laughs> we get to um, like just to clarify. So Bruce Berger <laughs> is the name of the clown. But it's super confusing because he wears a big pizza as part of his costume. Uh, that is true. It's it's <laughs> the name clashes with the costume. Right. But then they explain like, oh, he's like an ambassador for the this national chain like Brewster's <laughs> Pizza Place that is home of the pizza burger. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so I missed some key exposition at the beginning of this movie because there was this whole drama about who the real Bruce Berger is that I never fully understood. But it's like he plays him at the park, but an actor plays him in the commercials He's the local or version, something. And then the national version is is like yeah. the, okay. the one like who's the one like, he's in commercials, right? That's what they mean by yeah, the national version. Okay. Yeah. And they I think that there's because it's a chain, there's like it's like Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. where there's like a Chuck E. Cheese that goes to everyone, but there's also like the Chuck that, E. Cheese that's the national in guy is so opposed to having this job that yeah. the it's plus Shakespeare, okay? He's an artist. Yeah. I don't know why you can't support his dream. Yeah. But. Well, so Neil slash Bruce Berger is our, this is Funland. This, this Funland in particular, he is their, he is their go-to clown. And when the owner dies, the wife sells the, the, she sells the park to, this mafia family who... <laughs> they are... Ta- it is a tasteful depiction of Italian-Americans, if I've ever seen one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's one wow. of those things where it's like, okay, we're trying to, like, imitate the Godfather. We're, we're playing up every single stereotype you can think of when it comes to, you know, Italian-Americans and mafia and, you know, everything else. We and, don't know what you're talking about, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Where are you the getting moment, that information? There's a moment in that movie where the guy says, we got to find a way to class up the the golden review. And, and I, like, like an involuntary reaction, they were like, class it up. How do you mean? And I, like, as though I couldn't stop myself, it was, my body was preparing to shout, Tets at the screen, but he like said it so fast. Yeah. He beat me to it. He yeah. just like got under there, like Tets. You know the. Yep. <laughs> he, he, he's the like curtest. Uh, he, he he just everything he says is just like clipped and hateful and just it's, I love him, but yeah. he's bad. But oh man, yeah. He every moment he was on the screen, I his underacting just lit up my heart. Yeah, he wants like so they have this like musical show like most theme parks do. That's just you know, sort of basic, like, song and dance, chorus line, whatever. But, yeah, they want to, they want to, you know, they want a spicier meatball. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of meatballs. I fucking hate myself for saying that. Don't, don't, don't. Can we talk about how the puppet extended pepperoni Link and he has yeah. that and whole like guess what's in my pocket. He's like bit. guess like, what's in it, and he yeah. clearly has this giant dick shaped thing. But it's like I, not clearly communicated as a dick joke. It's just like it's not. No. It's like I'm like I think that might have been a dick joke, but Nothing it's like it's like the fossil of a dick well. joke left yeah. in the stone. Yeah, it's, it was it was super weird. And it's then a poorly edited. He's movie. like using it to flap up the bottom of his pizza slice yeah. costume. Yeah, it's like so unclear, like like what his deal is for a lot of the movie. Well, I think like that's a perfect example of like jokes that just 
aren't done well or yeah. are done halfway, yeah. and therefore they're not funny because this entire movie to me is that. I just, the spectacle of watching that unfold for 15 minutes longer than it should have was a mostly pleasant experience for me, except for the part where I got real mad at it until it turned fun again. You yeah. know, the, the ending is a madcap rush of what you know like the what the movie's about changes every five minutes for the last half hour and that's a fun ride (laughs) that's not that's not bad um i also love it anytime a grown man on screen calls another man daddy and oh man quite a bit of that in the italian family there's quite a bit of some daddy talk yeah well he has two sons and one of them you know lawrence is a bad boy he really is he's very really No, I I mean, they're trying really hard to make it more like The Godfather. Like, they've got, you know, Michael and Sonny. Like, one's, like, off the rails and wants to kill everyone, and the other one's much more level-headed. But they don't commit very hard to the idea or sell it well. No, not at all. Not in the least. The whole movie feels like when you're trying to get ahead on your chores and you put your clothes in the washer, and then you forget that they're there. And then, like, a week later, decide to move them to the dryer, and it all just smells like mildew. That's this movie. That being said, every moment that the clown hallucinated that the puppet was talking to him was electric, and I couldn't take my eyes or ears from the cinematic experience. You love it when people get crazy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's your your thing. You're like, hell yeah, this is a good movie, and soon as someone, like, turns insane. There is literally one part in this movie where he is he has that I was actually like this is not terrible <laughs> that there was one point during his, during his mental break not when but part. leading up to that he's got um some mafia comes in they want to make some changes they're bringing in national Bruce Berger so who doesn't want to be there like it'd be so much doesn't. easier to just let Neil B. Bruce Berger, yeah. you know? He's doing it for the money. He makes that very clear. But he he's brought in. He hates kids. He thinks he's like this highfalutin Shakespearean actor. <laughs> he loves the theater. And there's a really boring scene with him, like, towards the end of the movie. With it's him an endless scene. Talking about, like, I played Richard II. And the, and he's just going on and on. No, and no, like, no. He, he, says, he says Henry V. And then he quotes Richard III. And both times oh. I was like, wrong ones to be proud of. Mm. Richard II, way better play than Richard. Richard the Third. Okay. Um, sorry. Yeah, we sorry to, to leave it. I just I was mad. Yeah. I wish it had been it Richard the Second. That would have been I would have been happier with yeah. that. Alan would ranted at that guy so many times when he came on screen I hate that him. like Everything we would have him. to like yeah. back it up like three times. I want to so. throw things at him, but he's on the TV and not in my room. Yeah. You know. I mean, Aren't you terrible. glad? Yeah, it's like but I can't hurt him. You know, and he's oh, in the past. Oh no. He couldn't. He might be dead now. I hope so. You know. I yeah. mean, right. knock on. Is there any wood around? Um, <laughs> that's. I think that's probably wood. Yeah. Maybe it's wood know. derived. Yeah, wood ish. <laughs> so national burger guy comes in, which means that. Our Bruce Berg, this is gonna get super. You can't crazy. have two clowns at one theme park. You know that'd be yeah. crazy. I'm just gonna call like <laughs> whoa. I'm gonna call what's his what's his fucking name? Neil on, on Laverne and Shirley Squiggy. I'm gonna call him Squiggy. Squigs. <laughs> so we don't My man get the Squigs. two confused. So Squiggy gets kicked out of his dressing room and has to move into the Wax Museum, and 
this is where, and I don't remember at what point the movie That is the best the part thing. of the movie. That to me is great because honestly, whoever they got to play Humphrey Bogart yes. looks like him. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, that's the best. That's that's my opinion. That's the he best part. He did a part good of, job. Yeah, of the, of I, the I, he's probably like a, prof- he probably like professionally impersonated him at times. Oh, they probably that movie, pulled him know? like straight off of like Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, because like he was Man's good Chinese at it. Theater or whatever. He had like the voice. He yeah. had the demeanor. He, I like also that like the distinction between Humphrey Bogart and his character in Casablanca gets broken down over time. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that was intentional, but it to me, it was like a fun way of like the madness escalating. I think you're giving this movie entirely too much credit, Alan. He does Hey, that. you know, the text is the text, whether the, whether the, the wanted it to be that way or not, yeah. you know? If you're know. watching it, it's for you. There's so many cooks involved in this yeah. pot, you know? But yeah, once he's in like this wax museum, he, um, Squiggy really starts to break down mentally and he imagines the um, wax figure of Humphrey Bogart and Marilyn Monroe and I think there was one other that was talking to him or was it just those two? I think it was those two and the puppet and the puppet's yeah, voice the is puppet. like slightly yeah. distorted electronically yeah. in a way that I found genuinely upsetting. I might have <laughs> just been in the wrong frame of mind for it but it's like yeah. it's only a little bit distorted but it's like it's like it's like it's 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 uh overdubbed with the same voice distorted another way yeah. and i found it it got uncanny valley-ish to me in a way it hit it hit a it hit a part of my brain that didn't like to get hit yeah it it has that ominous whoosh yeah <laughs> to its sound and i thought this scene um where humphrey bogart is still there but about to leave and it like pans around in a circle to him doing the voice of the puppet, which he's like, he can't do very well. His mouth moves yeah. just as much. And then it pans around the table to the where the puppet is now sitting and his mouth is no longer moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The puppet is trying to locations. talk him out of doing some crazy shit. Yeah. That's Yeah. I mean, it feels it feels like a like like low rent David Lynch at times when it does that. That and like the wooden acting like contributes to that feeling sometimes. And like when it yeah when it when it pans back to the table and the puppet is in a different location and now it's like talking of its yeah. own volition. Ooh. I love that puppet. I would yeah. love a pepperoni stick. That's puppet. like the best shot in the whole movie. It, yeah, I thought so. I thought so too. I mean, but the bar is so low. Yeah, for sure. But it's like, you it's really also, expect more of the it's, it's coming the out of the whole, so like, like, paracinematic world. It's like, it's like those movies were, were, were like, they'd pay, you know, they, 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 they'd sell them before they made them. And then they're like, we got to make a movie that's technically a movie that's 90 minutes that costs less than we know will gross. Yeah. So like. The bar has to be lower for those movies if you want, or else you shouldn't, like, or else that world's just not for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like 90% of, like, exploitation cinema is just boring. So, like, stuff that's, like, bad but memorable is good in, in the, like, to, I don't know. It's that, it, I feel like the standards have to be different um, for that kind of, like, <laughs> Cinema that was meant to be utterly disposable. Um, and to me, this is, I mean, it's, to me, it's disposable because it's like. <laughs> Dispose I mean, of it by well, all means. I mean, we'll get to like, <laughs> we'll get to the recommendations and everything like that. But like, I was just, I think, I think I just went into it angry because I got duped. Yeah. And then I just never recovered from it and couldn't <laughs> even try yeah. to like it. I'm glad that I went into this movie knowing that it had not given you what you wanted from it. So I knew not to expect like a 
straight campy horror movie. You know what I mean? I knew it would be something weirder than that. Yeah. But I, but beyond that, I did no research. So I, I, I went in pretty open. Yeah. Also, I mean, Cass had seen it before and was like, yeah. trust me, the good parts are going to be worth it. So I, 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 uh, I stayed patient. I, I might have turned crazies. it off in the middle if I hadn't had Cass encouraging me to wait around like, for the third act. I was like, we can forward over this. <laughs> this is plot that doesn't matter and it doesn't well, make any like sense. An it's like an ad for Six Flags for a while. Six Flags yeah. may well have like required them to show like a certain amount of minutes of I don't rides think so. I think they were just there. trying to pad the runtime. Yeah, but like they shot the movie. I, I googled it later. They shot it at Six Flags in Georgia. So like I'm sure there were some conditions on being able to shoot their trashy movie there. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna put the watermelon stand in Six Flags, they're gonna have oh. some stipulations. They you might know? not have known about that. <laughs> they might not have been able to read the script. I guarantee that they did not know about that so <laughs> i like to think so. i mean it's the south like you gotta especially be careful <laughs> here with stuff like a i mean yeah it's stand. yeah it's early 80s it's georgia but i mean it, here's here's my problem and since you brought that up so at one point there's a scene in the movie where I don't even want to fucking talk. Okay. It's pretty bad. It's fucking terrible. It's a it's a, it's straight out of a minstrel show. It's, it's a watermelon uh, stand, um, like concession stand that is being manned by three black men in farmers' outfits. Actually, by it's which five she means black overalls men. <laughs> with no shirts oh, yeah. and straw hats that are turned up at the bottom yeah. all the way around. It it couldn't be more like <laughs> it's it's like, whoa. So here, here's the thing. It's like, so they have that. They have it's one. It's rough. They have another moment where. There, there's the, a homophobic moment that I remember distinctly. Yeah. There's another one. And, and that. There's a couple. It was probably with like the, um, the chorus line director. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So there was that. And then there was another part with him where he was talking about his dancers and saying, I wrote it down too because I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember um, there were a couple of moments where I was like, "That's remarkably offensive." Oh, was, he did, said, did, was that supposed to be satirical, or was that sp- that was supposed to take that on? I sorry, don't read it. sorry, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, <laughs> you make a good point. No, he said, "I've seen epileptics kick higher during a seizure." <laughs> <laughs> Which no, he then, hasn't. Oh, no, no. Then, I I challenge him to 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 find anyone else who can confirm that he's seen that happen. Yeah. So there was there. See, watermelon stand. You have the the gay joke. Then you have the epileptic joke. And then it's at more the like end, a gay tableau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the Klansmen coming up. Oh showing yeah. Up at the park at the end. I forgot about the Klan. It, this is the kind of movie where there can be a group of Klansmen and you forget about them because there's so many other things. But that's the thing is like, <laughs> like those are like the main offensive things in the movie. So to me, it's like if you're going to do an effective like if you want to do a film that you're going to be like, oh, let's do this and like, you know, try and be funny and cheeky and offend people. You need to dial it up to 11. Yeah. You need to make your intentions clear. And like, yeah, you know, like in the same way that like. Like, like in an action movie, it should be, you should clearly be able to follow like with the stakes of an action scene. Yeah. Like if you're going to do comedy, it should be clear what the argument of the joke is. Yeah. You need to offend everyone. Like you yeah. can't just say, well, let's pick on this, 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 and this. Like you need to fucking pick on everyone. Like a perfect example to me is something like Troma's Poultry Geist. I haven't seen that one. They 
pick on everyone. And I mean, I could well, even... Well, and Troma like, has you know, had a special touch back in the day sometimes yeah. for doing that with like, in a way that was delightful and didn't feel like it can't, like there, it was clear, clear in the, in the better Troma films that I've seen that there's, there wasn't like a, 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 a programmatic ideology of hate backing right. the movies they were making. Yeah. <laughs> they just have like these random, with no point. Yeah scenes that are just offensive it's I, like fuck you yeah you know like or like i just i have to pause the movie and be like what what was yeah. what was i supposed to take from that because I, mean, I don't even know yeah <laughs> it's like what was the goal there because i i mean satire is i think especially one of those things that um when you apply it, it is of course you should apply satire to hot button issues like um sexuality and and race um, should done be done so in a way that um, you're sure that it's satire, because otherwise it's just your friend casually dropping the N word at a party. You're like, what was the point of of that racist, homophobic? It seems sad like jokes. it. Yeah, yeah like I, and the movie's confused. It's in poor taste. It's in poor taste and very confused. The movie feels uh, at odds with itself, and a better editor. Could have helped, I think. <laughs> I don't know what was left on the cutting room floor, but I know that more should have been left there at the very least. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It seems like someone just took a shit and then picked things out of it. I'd love to bring the way. Alan Buck cut, because I feel like this movie probably had to hit 90 minutes. I feel like I do. it does not need to be 90 minutes. No, that is not no, a concern no. for me. Yeah. I get it down to 60, I think, and we'd have a, a, a more I fun think, movie like experience. 30, 35 <laughs> would do... A I lot mean, of good. Well, now, 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 now you now you're just looking turn at it, highlights. Just turn real. it into like a you know twenty twenty four minute sitcom. Yeah, you know. I say make it a vine. Bring vine back, and then bring this movie down to <laughs> was it six or eight seconds? I know it was an even number of seconds. There you go. Oh, it's so um, long ago. Who knows? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's make it like that's going to be our recommendation for the remake. Turn it into a six to eight second vine. Yep. Yeah. Of just yep. that puppet going help i'm trapped with a killer clown there you go done or just make it the puppet like i would i would just watch that pepperoni puppet for an hour and a half yeah that would be fine i would be okay i, with that. I don't know that i could deal with the voice i'm with alan on like it's like weird dubbed over voice like was really graining it was just grating. oh i found it yeah. no i mean it scared me i was like whoa like oh, I, I i commend the choice um um Squiggy. I yelled at it that I wanted something to happen. Yeah, at and point. nothing fucking happens in this movie. Like Squiggy no. is in the wax museum. The mobs making all these like budget cuts and like punctuated by stupid fucking racist jokes. And then there was actually the end, a lot of like budget stuff in this movie. Yeah, there was a lot of like looking at like you know cut it all by twenty percent. Well, there was this whole thing about like the world like, of finance because it, we haven't brought up that mm-hmm. Neil. Uh, Squigs, he, he, before he became a clown, he was an accountant and he was like the world's greatest accountant. But then, and they use the same phrase every time you're like, until you lost interest in finance, but it's like, they're trying to like propose him as like (laughs) this like lunatic clown is like, like Diogenes, the dog philosopher, you know, he just, he got fed up with the, the world (laughs) of, uh, of the, of the petty (laughs) things. And he's, he's withdrawn from society to be a clown. Clown who shows his dick to children. Like and he, yeah. he never confusing. breaks character. He's never not a clown. Yeah. Until, until, the until, until the end. Until the end, he's not. Which, I mean, but yeah, like, 
getting back to like his financial background, we also find out that he own after the owner dies, Squiggy owns the majority shares yeah. of Funland, but they don't know the mob doesn't know that it's Squiggy because yeah. they they don't know who Neil is because he right. only calls himself Bruce Burger. Yeah. Because he's lived in the role for so long. Yeah. That he's so, disappeared into the character and you think Neil is gone, but it turns out that he's been it's like the ending is so cynical. It's yeah. uh it's I was like, wow, this movie I mean the one thing I can say about this movie is it it it's it certainly seems to be critical of the financial class, but I I think but like that's the thing is like mm-hmm. it, it's weird because it like it 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 gestures toward all of these questions that are ultimately political, but then it refuses to 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 state its case on any of these, and like it also doesn't like remain coy and ambiguous in a way that's thought provoking or interesting. <laughs> it's just like, did they even understand that they were that there was a larger conversation around this topic that they panned across on their way to the clown talking to his puppet? You know, like it's like it's yeah. it's like there's like six more interesting movies that they accidentally didn't make on their in their, <laughs> in their like single. <laughs> to create Funland, released 1987. We did too much coke and had too many ideas, and that's, that's the this thing movie. is I do forget to factor in cocaine when thinking about the 80s sometimes, and it is the importance in industries like cinema is not to be underestimated. That's you fair. know, it had an impact. Yeah, yeah I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like, it's got all these different movies in mind, and it's just passing through. And it's like, nope, we're sticking. With, we're sticking with our fucking clown. I don't even want to talk about too much of the plot because there isn't anything to talk about, like plot wise. Like you can sum it up in one <laughs> one sentence because they find the mob find finally figures out who Neil is or Squiggy, and that he owns it. So then they decide they they need to go kill him so that they can buy the shares that are going public or something like that. And then Squiggy somehow gets a gun. I it's, think he stole it from one of the mob. It's yeah, so complicated for a movie where Larry. nothing happens. It is. like but There's like a ton of plot, but none of it is of consequence. Yeah. It's like, it's it's not actually a plot. It's just events occur. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I feel like the movie is an overarching argument for why you should stay out of showbiz and not... Do coke. Don't do coke. That's good advice. Don't. Good advice for the kids. Don't do it. Just stay. If you stay away from those things, things like bad things like this movie are never going to happen. They'll poison you. We'll stop it forever, but only... Only only, for you. Like, bad movies are still going to happen, but, I mean, at least you won't be involved in them. Well, yeah, because I don't do cocaine. Yeah, well, I meant like you, as in like those who are oh, taking, collective needing your you. advice. Yes. Oh yeah, I so. might make this movie. I don't know. I feel like I could uh, take Funland and do it right. Okay, I want to hear your thoughts on that, but <laughs> I do want to talk about the ending because Alan brought it up. So, Squiggy gets a gun. He tries to shoot the national Bruce Berger, who's riding a roller coaster with a radio DJ. Not only is he riding this roller coaster like over and over again, he's trying to break a record. And what pisses me off is like, there's all these people waiting in line. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, if I was in that line, I'd be like, fuck you and your record. Like I want my turn on the roller coaster. Yeah. Well, like there's a lot of open seats. Like he can keep his seat and keep breaking that record and still permit others to ride it with him. He can't even give consent to keep riding the ride. He's just gadded. I thought 
thought he got shot. I thought he was dead. No, I think he was just passed <laughs> out from having too much fun yeah. on that roller coaster. You thought he got shot. He, he pulled didn't... too many G's. No, because uh, Squiggy does shoot the gun, but he misses and he hits like the the control for the roller coaster. I can't even believe I remembered something that happened in this wow. movie. So that's then, what happened. Yeah, um, but at this, he missed because the bad mafia son tackled him. Yeah. So he missed his shot, and then Bruce, not Bruce, uh, Squiggy shoots him. But then it turns out like they end up blaming the whole thing on. He like only on the kills the mafia, the mafia guys ultimately. Guys. Yeah. So like, like which he accidentally no, yeah. kills the bad guys instead of his rival. And is hailed as a hero. Yeah, like the next day the news says something like, you know, the they give him credit for like stopping an assassination attempt against the DJ. They blame it on the, the mafia son. But then they also report like, oh, he's, Squiggy is also the new owner. Like he bought all the remaining public shares or something like that. So and now, everyone's just, com- no one thinks it's that suspicious that... Squiggy has has secretly been Neil the whole time and owns everything and is the only man left standing at the end of this bloodbath. Well, Mike doesn't... Mike is the only... That's right. The the GM guy. So um, you you all have seen Police Academy? I have Did you recognize him? Yes. Okay, so he's he's like sort of the short, like clean cut with glasses, young cadet. And um, so he plays the GM and he's... Always on, like, Squiggy's side throughout the whole movie. But in the end, when he sees that he's really snapped and he's turned back into Neil and he's, like, this businessman but also, like, completely fucked up in the head, he tries to quit and Squiggy won't let him. Squiggy gets his puppet back from Yeah, he has a secret puppet. And then the puppet starts talking to him again, so you know that he's still, like, whacked on in the head. Oh, fuck. The fucking way that Squiggy wants to get people to come back to the park after the shooting tragedy. Yeah. Y'all remember the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. ride he proposed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, um, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, um, it's a nuclear holocaust, right? Yeah. That they, that they ride through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, he, what does he call it? He a new indoor ride, the nuclear holocaust coaster. <laughs> holocoaster. Holocoaster, I think he says. Holocoaster or coaster. To be like roller coaster. Yeah. But yeah, I literally like wrote down after that, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that because that's it's that's fair. that's like calling back that earlier scene where the guy after the tits, my my favorite tits yeah. moment in the film, the um the they have a guy in come and pitch his ride which is like you ride and you watch celebrities like die of yeah <laughs> die for various All reasons but, dies on the toilet in the roller but, but that was yeah. funny because they had natalie wood on a yes, rowboat and i was yeah. like i was cute. like wow the um but the but but i just loved that and i'm I, i'm gonna remember this for you know professionally he like a boss, this guy, when he comes over to show his idea, he opens his pitch by setting it down, and then he just looks at the table and he goes, this idea is awesome. And then tells <laughs> them his idea. Why don't I start everything with that, you know? So you're going to, let next time you're on stage, you're going to be like, this routine is awesome. I love to inform the audience that I'm killing, yeah. <laughs> or I'll be like, yes, I deserved that laugh. It, it feels good. I'm glad you recognize, you should be glad you recognize. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the uh, end of the movie. He wants to open the nuclear holocaust coaster. He's still hearing the puppet voices and Mike 
walks away. And my last note was, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I want to... It's possible I was in too good a mood yesterday to really, to really fairly <laughs> evaluate this film. It's, you know what? <laughs> that's, that's a big part of watching a movie. Is, <laughs> no, really, like, your what are your expectations going into it? What, yeah. What type of mood are you in for it? I was like, just like, bring it. My expectations right off the bat, I, I so I went in like hating it after like minute <laughs> one because I was like, oh, right. this isn't a horror movie. This is going to be some garbage comedy. Yep. And then like every time they made some sort of like offensive joke, I hated it even mm-hmm. more because they weren't like, they you know, it didn't have anything behind it. It wasn't, mm-hmm. they weren't doing that type of comedy or satire or anything correctly. And so I just kept hating it more and more and more and when i was reading a few letterbox reviews like one of them or actually there was five half star ratings and it's on a five five point scale and for reference like only 200 and something people have 264 people have logged seen this on letterbox which for i've given perspective before like other movies like bird box 90,000 people have seen it um black panther like 250,000 okay. so 264 people on letterbox yeah not a ton of people movie. going out of their way to announce that they've yeah. seen funland yeah. and it has an overall rating of a 2.6 so anybody that's on letterboxd please go in and fucking rate this down because that's high like it should not have a 2.6 that feels in my high. opinion it is high 1.3 is the highest i'd allow I feel like I felt very 2.6 about this movie, but maybe because I I have trouble recognizing the utter emptiness of it and in my constant attempt to figure out what was behind it when there may have been nothing behind it, I uh, made it a more, in, more baffling and interesting experience for myself in my refusal to just uh, Occam's razor this bitch and be like, nobody tried very hard. I'm glad that you got something out of it. Like... <laughs> Here's the sort of prevailing opinion on Letterboxd. (laughs) So Patrick gave it one and a half stars. He called it a junkie and cheap film about an amusement park being taken over by a mob and the clown who wants revenge lurching uncomfortably between comedy and exploitation. (laughs) Um, Well put. It's a good, yeah. uh, He said the only redemption of this clunker is that it's too weird to ignore. See, there's where I, where I, where I feel that's, it is so weird that like it stands out from a lot of the movies it would get lumped in with, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a a lot of the movies that are its peers are simply forgettable. Whereas this one sucks, but it is unforgettable. Fair. I mean, I hope I forget it soon. (laughs) Best of luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, a couple more reviews. Uh, Keth. Somebody Ray, I can't I can't even read my own writing. He gave it three and a half stars, which That's generous. That's that's too that's many. really generous, right? I feel like you ought to be torn on this film. Um but I I think his comment was really funny. It says, um Arthur Miller teleplay spliced into an old Six Flags training video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Uh, and then last one is uh Jesse Lemke. He gave it three stars. Again, that's too high, but his comment, and I'm, I specifically picked this one because I've covered this movie in a previous episode. He says, it was fun. Reminded me of Microwave Massacre. Fuck you, Jesse. Fuck that movie. <laughs> 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 
does the microwave massacre or is a microwave used to do massacres? No. Or no. Uh, I don't know you, Jesse. Not, I already know it's a disappointment of a movie. Kick yeah. rocks, Jesse. I hate the movie. I hate that movie. I hate this movie. What a waste of a fun title. Well, I hate Jesse. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse can go fuck himself. Go fuck yourself. Unless he doesn't Jesse. want to. It's not you don't have to do it just because I say it, Jesse. Well, yeah. I'm I, I hate you though, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um but I do want to know your thoughts like officially, because I know officially. we sort of talked about everything. So uh love it, leave it, remake it, or kill it with fire. Um Alan, what do you think? I'm I'm between uh love and remake with a big caveat, which is like if you have a taste for terrible cinema, this movie is worth seeing, but know that um, the second act really, really drags for a second there. It's like you got to it's not for everyone, man. But if, if you if you if you like movies that are um, not good, but it's fascinating to watch the shitty movie that they came up with and handed in when the assignment was due. Um it's it's a memorable one. <laughs> All right. Cassie, you had ideas about remaking it, Yes, right? I want to remake it. <laughs> Excuse me. I want it to be niche porn, and <laughs> I want it to be a weird threesome between the pepperoni puppet, the clown, and a roller coaster. I want them to be tag-teaming the roller coaster. Well, Humphrey Bogart just um, And that can either be a person dressed up as a roller coaster, wow. or it can just be them, like, humping a roller coaster. Do not care. Um, I watched In Love with the Eiffel Tower. I know people get weird. That that porn is for someone, and it's a shame it's not out there. Well, I imagine if you remade it that more than 264 people would watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's there's pterodactyl porn yeah. out there, and I've seen <laughs> it. So, oh, And it's not for me. So even this movie wasn't for you. Wait, wait. Just, I'm sorry. Pterodactyl porn? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have never heard of that. Yeah. I don't want to know about it right now. Google it ever. through it's a VPN. It's best witnessed in GIF form. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to Google that on my work computer. But no, nor should you. No, yeah. that's, yeah, definitely. I would yeah. advise don't, against don't it. I don't even do know it. if I want to Google nothing, that on my phone. Nothing great waits for you at the end of that rainbow. But again, you'll never forget it. It's a GIF you can access on Facebook. I know because I used it the other day. What? So. Yeah, because it's not actually pornographic. When you search for it, you just type in pterodactyl porn, and then you just see, like, a I, lady writhing on a, a slab of stone. Is it, like, an extreme close-up? And two men dressed as pterodactyls, like, running around her in a circle while she writhes. I don't know. I, uh, that's all I know. Oh, that's okay. early in the picture. I don't need to see what happens next. That's I haven't I seen what happens next, but I've seen what happens about good. five minutes I'm from good. then, and then I was like, never mind. Okay. Well, I didn't, so... Different people showed this to us independent of one... Multiple people in my life have approached me and been, been, been like, Alan, you gotta see pterodactyl porn. <laughs> <laughs> like, and eventually I was, like, already there, but if, if, you, want, if you want to rewatch... A, as much as we can stand, I guess we're going to. You know, <laughs> I'm never getting past the. Ge- I don't see the need to actually like watch that, but I do want to make in love with the roller coaster. Okay, do you have like, in love with the roller coaster? That would be your title. Yeah, that's a good title. Okay. I maybe just, I might keep it as Funland. Okay, I don't know. There, I there are. Uh, there's some ideas. I don't want to put you on the spot because coming right. up with the title can like. You know. I th- I think Funland would be the best description of what would happen in that particular. Well, film. I would love it for people who yeah like I would like 
you to keep the title because maybe someone accidentally is trying to find this movie for whatever fucking reason. And finds mine instead. And then Boom. finds there your you roller coaster yeah. porn. That's good. So good you're point. very niche porn. I like <laughs> oh. that's that's a first. Um, like there's been a few people who've wanted to remake movies that we've covered, but we haven't gotten into porn yet. So I like where your head's at. Hey. You're an innovator. I, I, yeah. I do think that there is a conspiracy that we're all now part of because uh, this very week uh, DC Comics released uh, Shazam number two by Jeff Johns, where uh, fucking Billy Batson and his friends from the Rock of Eternity uh, take the original magic train from the 1930s. And where should they go? Uh, Funland is called Uh-oh. Funland, and Whoa. it's ruled by King Kid. And it it's it look it's there's it Yay. seems like a fun place, but I bet that there's something dark underneath it. And clearly, Jeff Johns chief creative officer of DC uh, knew we were going to watch this movie and is trying to tell us something. So <gasps> guys, uh, we've, message. yeah, it's like, I didn't know that he was my contact within the agency, but, um, you know, cool. Good to know. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, I already like, I think it's pretty clear what mine is. I just kill it with fire. Is there enough I fire would, in the I world would, to kill it for you? There. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm just gonna like grab. The, I'm gonna grab the flamethrower from the last movie cool. we covered, and I'm just gonna like. Would you watch my remake? Though I will absolutely watch your remake. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I wanted. Yeah. As long as it's about me. It's yes. Fine. I will watch your remake absolutely <laughs> because I know no matter like how bad it is, it'll be better than this. <laughs> That sounded rude. We should make a movie <laughs> called Dances with Flamethrowers. I did. I oh, make it t- sound like I was no. just like emotionally attached to my porno I'm making. No. You should be, though. It's your idea. You should love You should love your own ideas. I mean, I do, and that's why I understand that, that porno in particular, I'm just enjoying being able to say porno, uh, would be it as is- fun as I'm making it. It may not be sexually fulfilling for you, but you will have a great time, a better time than you did watching this movie. Yeah. I agree. Um, so yeah, I would, uh, kill it with fire and, uh, with that, it's time for a palate cleanser for me. So I'm going to pick a movie for the next episode. Uh, so looking at the customers also watch list for Funland, which can go fuck itself. <laughs> it's, uh, Blood Rage, seen it, Demon Wind, seen it, uh, Redeemer, Son of Satan, that's shown up a few times, Blood Theater, again, this fucking Blood Theater movie is taunting me. Final exam, mausoleum. Um, I've been wanting to see mausoleum, but I know that this one, this version is edited. And if I'm going to watch that one, I would rather see like, I think it was Vinegar Syndrome that released oh, it. Oh, cool. They do good releases. Yeah. They're legit. So if they, I think, I think they did it. it was I don't think it was Shout Factory. I don't, I don't remember, but I don't want to watch the one on here because I know it's going to be cut and I've already... Like, two of the movies that I've watched have already been on, like, the video nasties list and I know have been cut. So I'm going to try to avoid those. It's so funny that video nasty got enshrined as a term. I know. Let's see. This one looks fun. Twice dead. There's a guy, like, jumping out of a window, looks like. Heck yeah. Uh, 1988. Promising. Uh, The Cates family is thrilled to learn... They have inherited the old mansion of a deranged stage actor. They arrive to find that the mansion has turned into a playground for a local street gang. 
but the gang is not all the Cates have to worry about as Tyler's ghost makes it known he is not pleased with their intrusion. Oh, Heck okay. yes. So yeah, like that's a ghost one, and I have most of everything I've done so far besides Funland has been like mostly slashers. So yeah, I'm gonna go for the ghost one. Twice dead. Ghosts can be very fun. For the next one. If you want to stay up to date on the latest episodes, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at C-A-W podcast uh, or Facebook or Instagram under customers also watched or even on Letterboxd under the name also watched. Alan or Cass, you guys have anything coming up you guys want to plug? What are you doing? Well, um, as as happens in the spring every year in Austin, um, those of us who do stand up strap our armor on and uh, ride into battle for the funniest person in Austin contest. It means nothing, but it's kind of fun. So if you Alan Google us when it's last time. Um, we were? Yeah. yeah he's, he's really funny. The, um, so we don't know when we'll be performing yet, but in, you know, around uh, late March, April, early May, Google us a bit and you might find out what <laughs> night we're performing. Also, I think Cass wanted to mention that we, we're nearing the end of writing, or really Cass has done the vast majority of the writing, but yeah. the... Um, it's it's written. Wanna... Uh, we're um, publishing a, a satirical web series within the year um, called Um is a work. Feminist. Yeah, we got to... Do some Get our butts do some work, but off the couch. I think it's and good. In the oh yeah, no, 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 no. You've yeah. read it. Yeah, the you've um, the I well, I've contributed a bit, but the stuff that you've written for it has been um, very impressive. Like yeah. I, I was, you blew me away. Dude. Thanks, Alan. I believe in the project. Yeah, watch our show; it'll come out. <laughs> yeah, well, look, yeah, keep me posted when that comes out. I'll be sure to mention it. Dude, here for yeah, you. for sure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for joining me and. Uh, I mean, I know you guys enjoyed it more than I did, but I'll say enduring fun land. Uh, <laughs> you got to really go in with the right mindset because it's not, there's a lot to dislike about this film. <laughs> <laughs> For it's, sure. good. it's better to do with a friend. Did you watch it alone? I did. Yeah. yeah Ooh, you, nice well, more fun with a friend. Yeah, <laughs> some, someone to yell at. Yeah. During <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to. M- you know, subject my husband to that's this fair. one. Yeah. But that's uh, nice. I am going to bring him in for this next one. I it think. seems like so. it's worth it, it, you know? Uh, all right. Well, thanks again for joining me and thanks everyone for listening. I'll see you next episode for Twice Dead. Ooh. Yeah. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan, and Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad-to-questionable movie and unpack it, so you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's What Were They Thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. <laughs>